Oh, hi, this is Florian with 99 Startups, and I have today a podcast guest. Would you be so kind to introduce yourself? Yes, thanks for having me, and I'm uh, happy to talk to you about quality management today. My name is Florian. I was born in 1983, and uh, I'm working as a quality manager in, for a company that is producing food ingredients based on milk um, and whey. Um, and in parallel, I have a YouTube channel, a podcast, and a small company also working on improving quality management. So my first question is, what does a quality manager do? Um, easy answer, managing quality. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we should start with the definition of what quality is. Happily start with the definition and... Yeah, let's go with that. Yes, uh, so it, you can make it very simple. And uh, if you dig into the details, it is getting very complex. So quality is, simply means that you uh, have somebody is having some requirements on something or about something. It can mm -hmm. be a relationship, it can be a, um, a service, it can be a product. And a person like a customer, for example, is, is having a requirement uh, on uh, regarding this product or process and to fulfill this requirement is making the quality higher and not fulfilling this requirement is making the quality lower and that's basically the, the definition of quality okay cool so it means yeah i have a requirement and if this requirement is fulfilled and uh, the quality is there if it's not fulfilled the quality is down okay Yes. So, and what does it mean in your daily work so how do you make sure That the requirements are fulfilled yeah first point is understand what the requirements are so that means you need to talk to your customers to exactly know what their requirements are so in some some kind of products it's it's clearly what the requirements are it's pretty clear uh, but the requirements can change over time so for example the usual definition of quality did not contain Uh, words like re uh, social responsibility or sustainability or data safety or things like that. So uh, the, the view of customers or also authorities on requirements change over time and so must quality follow this requirement. And what I'm actually doing is trying to make stakeholders as happy as it is possible. So customers, authorities, the internal management, Uh, making them as happy as it is uh, possible and with less uh, resources as possible. That's basically my job. And so requirements are probably connected to the stakeholders. They have them. So customers are one stakeholder which has requirements on the product. Then probably certain positions inside the company are also stakeholder with certain requirements, correct? Yes, correct. Uh, so is Like what I understood is also a big point is that there are certain best practices um, around which help you to um, fulfill these requirements in an easier way. So does they have, like one issue I see spontaneously is uh, how do you prioritize them? Like there are probably a lot of requirements flying around and how do you know which is most important? That's not so easy and it will also change over time. The, the basis for a sustainable and, and uh, 
successful company is uh, that the customers are happy and the customers are uh, buying again and are buying more expensive products. And that's the, the basis. So working on the customer satisfaction is the highest priority if you start with quality management. And if you have a safe level of quality, then you can look to the resources and try to adjust your processes that you have less errors and less resources that you need, that you have a, a shorter um, process time. And on the same time, when you work on those resource topics, you need to see that your internal stuff, that's also a part of the stakeholder uh, mixture, uh, that the employees are happy, that they have an as easy life as possible, that you do not have bureaucracy or too much documentation. Uh, so there it is getting more and more complex. And it's always a balance about um, simplicity for the company and also simplicity for the customer. Yeah. Yeah. And then like uh, overall balance as well as um, the winnings, like the uh, cost income ratio, because in, in all the scenarios, the company needs to generate uh, um, a income uh, and having at the same time, happy customers and happy employees. Yeah. Yes. And there I can add maybe some something that is going wrong in quality management and also in companies that have a quality management department. The view is often that quality management is only a cost center and that we cost money because the head of quality uh, yeah, needs to get paid. We have maybe uh, laboratories or we uh, send products to uh, external labs and this is also cost, uh, cost money. And we often do not see what costs bad quality or what uh, uh, is the, the financial benefit of good quality yeah that is sometimes missing yeah yeah the only question i would have there is uh, if you implemented a good system and it uh, it um, fulfills the requirements especially for the customers needed um, how much do you tweak it or how much it, it's in change? So you need always to change something to, to keep the quality. How, how, does, how, yeah, how flexible is that or how flexible need, does it need to be? Of course, it depends on the context where you are in. What, do you have uh, legal requirements? For example, if we are in the medicine sector, uh, there are a lot of legal requirements and you cannot be so flexible. Or if you work for uh, public uh, uh, companies, uh, it's sometimes not so easy to be uh, very flexible. Uh, on, on the other hand, uh, let's say usual companies need to have high flexibility, uh, not only in doing what the customers are uh, telling us, but also sometimes seeing how can we fulfill their requirements, but not in the way that they asked us to do. How can we achieve their goal with our way of thinking, which makes our life much easier? Yeah. Is this explanation understandable? Yeah, it sounds a bit also like okay. innovation management was kind of funny, like to understand the problem and then find smart solutions to, um, to solve the issue. And I'm also wondering if maybe like because we had it before that like you said like it's sometimes hard to explain why quality management is more than a than a cost department like generates more than cost maybe it's better to see it more as an improvement manager so because if you say you increase the requirements or you automatically try to always 
over over overfulfill the requirements, then it would mean that things get better and things get better, like the the points we said, like um, quality of the product, costs, um, happiness of the of the employees, um, always gets better, and this is normally always also um, are possible to track in numbers, and these numbers you can present to management. Does this make sense to see quality manager more as an improvement manager? Yes, this absolutely makes sense. But one part of your last sentence uh, makes, of course, sense, but is missing in the work of many quality managers. This is the visualization of the effect, yeah. or the tracking of numbers and translating them into money and uh, talk with the um, managing directors in a way that they can understand. So many, many times, quality managers are talking about the quality management programs and the requirements of the ISO certification, etc. So all topics that are not interesting for a managing director on first hand. And there sometimes is a translation issue because the QM department is not focusing on this visualization of effect. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a typical communication problem and you need to understand how you present certain information so that's easier digestible or maybe also in more interesting for the listener which's sitting in front of you. Interesting is a very good, uh, very good expression. Yes, in one of my uh, last podcast episodes, a person said quality management is not sexy. And of course, QM is not sexy, but bookkeeping is also not sexy. Uh, but every general manager is dealing with the, the balance sheets and the profit and losses uh, things because it's it's relevant for them and we need to make quality management more relevant to the managing directors and the company and also it's it's a phrasing thing so if you tell me yeah i'm a quality manager okay say okay kind of whatever but if you tell me if you if you tell me uh you are improvement manager kind of the, that rings more a bell and that sounds way more interesting and also it means It, it says something in that something gets better and something changes to the better and quality management sounds more like something stays the same. So, mm. and it's only a phrasing, but I'm guessing all, this phrasing alone could maybe give a new perspective and maybe also uh, helps to get people more interested. Yes, yes. And it needs to be followed by the correct mindset of the quality management people. So we do not, we should not need to focus on the word requirements from other people. We should try to help solving the issues that our colleagues in other departments have. And this is going along with your definition of an, uh, an improvement manager, in my opinion. Yeah. We should not make the life for our colleagues uh, more difficult. We should solve their problems with our tools. Yeah. So which tools you normally work with or which tools a quality manager normally works in his or uses in his daily life? So if we talk about a certified quality management system, for example, according to the ISO uh, 9001, uh, we have the, the standard tools like uh, the leadership. So you need to have a company policy, which is uh, highlighting what uh, kind of goals the company wants to achieve in terms of quality. Uh, that's where it starts with and also with the, 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 the leadership uh, in, in the, um, yeah, at the department manager level. What do they need to uh, do to contribute to the quality level we want to achieve? Then we have kinds like uh, internal audits. So we are, let's say, observing or interviewing 
people in the different processes and having a look uh, on the fulfillment of the internal requirements. That is also a very powerful uh, tool. And um, basically, quality management can work on all fields, in all sectors, when it comes to uh, improving the quality. You should not all only focus on the um, final product or the service. You should focus on all processes that you have inside of the company. And if you have this process thinking, it's also a very powerful tool that you can use. That are the most important I would want to uh, highlight here. Yeah. And so it means that like if you need to do, if you are required to do certain stuff uh, out of a certification or out of a ISO certification, this ISO certification means it's a certain standard they set. So, um, yes. and uh, companies using it because then they can um, publish, okay, here, look, I'm cert certificated, so I have this minimum on quality on my side, so you can be sure I, 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 yeah, I have a higher quality Oh, I've had yes. quite trust. Quite trust. It's a matter of trust. Yeah, makes sense. So this is also where things some, some, sometimes went went wrong because uh, if companies say we only want to have the certification because we can prove this uh, trust uh, by a document, that's not that's not right. In my opinion, the the management certification is is a tool itself to help the company achieving their goal in terms of quality. Yeah, I understand what you mean. So it's a typical. And there's a typical chance that you just say, I want to have the paper on my side and I don't care about the contents. So you should rather don't care about the paper. You should rather care about what it can do for you and what it can have. The paper is following the right steps and not the other way around. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. correct. Also, what you said, it's really interesting that like uh, a quality manager can be uh, all over the place. So you can have a lot of contacts to certain points in the company and is um, not focused on one department so have contact to all departments which has probably yes. a biggest a big challenge in itself but out of my perspective also a big chance because one of the biggest issues i see with digitalization is that like you're you're um you're like you you only stay in your department and you don't look over over the department and normally a company is not only Uh, generating value in this one little thing it's the whole process from the start to the beginning and a lot of mm. departments are involved and you get the most out of it if you really look on the whole process with all departments and try all together to improve it not only say hey, that's my my side here and what what happens there i don't care yes yeah and um what are, what are the the biggest um challenges you had and how did you overcome them in the communication to, to bring certain departments together and motivate them to work with you? Mm, the good thing about quality management is that we that yeah we need to go uh, we, we need to sit in, in the helicopter and to see all other departments like you have uh, just explained one obstacle that, that I came uh, over or need to come over is um, not only focus on the technical things like if you have uh, if you have a problem with a product uh, people are making manual mistakes the easy way is to look to the individual person and and uh, teach them giving them special trainings and then think everything is fine but 
you can go deeper. You can say maybe the competence in overall in the company is not there. Then you can dig into detail and look to HR department and uh, uh, see what are the job descriptions or how do we find people uh, outside? Do we use social media or something like that? So that is easy. You have a problem in the product uh, and only focus on the production process. But that is not solving your problem in most of the cases. You need to have really the, 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 the helicopter view and look to different departments. And that was the biggest mind changer which I needed to make or needed to do um, in order to really look where does the problem occur and how can we solve it in long term. Yeah, and then probably also one of the biggest issues you need to build up to be able to do this out of the helicopter just to have good connections to all departments in. So yeah. probably they need to know your name, they need to know your person and you kind of need to have a good relationship with them. If one department doesn't like you, it's your job gets probably harder, right? <laughs> That's right. But it's not only about being uh, liked. It is also about the respect. And you only get respect if you help other people achieving their goals and uh, using, using your tools and not making their life more complicated or using phrases which they do not understand. Yeah. Uh, so you do not necessarily need to be the best buddy of everyone. So, but I'm wondering, you have probably the challenge on the beginning that you need to understand their problem first. So you need to um, take up their time, their normally working time that you could do productive things to understand their problem, then starting from there to help them. So how do you get this on good terms on the beginning? How did you, like, how did you help them to understand that it's happening out of their best interests, not out of your interests? Yeah. I'm not the best uh, example for this because uh, I'm working for a dairy company and I have a dairy background. So that means I pretty much know uh, from my uh, my own experience how the processes are working and what are, for example, the uh, the problems when you work in shifts and you are having night shift and you are less concentrated, etc. So I know very much and I know that uh, writing more documents is not very helpful. But for people that maybe come from university and they do not have the the technical experience in practice. Uh, just work with the work with the team. Go to the workshop and observe for one hour, two hours, three hours what they actually are doing. Uh, go go there when they hand over the shifts from late to uh, night shift, for example, or uh, when there are meetings. Try to uh, walk in their shoes. Try to think about what are they doing all the day. And this is very helpful to understand. Uh, what they are doing and how does this daily doing get into conflict with your ideas in quality management? Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Uh, that's a good idea, yeah. Um, so how, how does it come that like you know everything so well? Yeah, I started my career in 2004. Uh, I was uh, producing rice pudding And uh, this is a really uh, uh, big, uh, big pots of, of rice, 2,500 kgs. And uh, I needed to observe the cooking process. So putting all the ingredients in, is the temperature correct? And how is the product when it comes to the, the small uh, plastic pot that you can see in the supermarket? So this is uh, where I started my career. And when it later comes to other dairy products like cheese or butter or now uh, milk powder, It is easier to see what are the machines and 
uh, how uh, do people think when they work there? Uh, that make, made it more easier to have this experience. Uh, okay, so, so it, it helped you to stay in the same industry and then um, getting an overall feeling how certain things work. Okay, yeah. But it is not necessary to be in the same industry uh, when, when it comes maybe to meat production or now to pharmaceutical products or something like that. There are always machines. The machines are doing different things, but the steps are more or less the same and the problems are more or less the same. And therefore, if you, if you have an insight in, in manufacturing uh, products, it's easy to adapt it to other branches. It is not so easy if you come from uh, maybe an educational site and go into a production facility. Then it's a bit, easy, uh, it's a bit more difficult. Yeah. So um, quality management comes traditionally out of the production uh, sites, right? So Yes, automotive. Yeah, yeah, automotive sector. So um, how much do you think can it be relevant for um, processes outside of production? Um, of course, it is very relevant for all departments outside of production, but it should always come back to the core process. If the core process is production, it's fine. If the core process is, is a service or is it education when we talk about university and QM there, uh, but it, it, it should focus in the end to, the, uh, to support the core process where you get your money from. Yeah, so you think first, what is the core process which generates my money in my company and then have this first right and then all the other processes come next there? Makes absolutely sense. Yes. So how do you handle it in your company? So um, you probably also already also, you have the core process mostly, right? And then all the other processes you started to implement afterwards or how do you, how you, how do you keep control over, over your processes? Yeah, there's two different, two different questions or two different uh, views. Um, in, in my company, it's relatively easy because we are manufacturing products uh, partially for babies. So that means the quality awareness is very high and it is uh, accepted by all people that the food safety or the baby safety has the highest priority. Yeah. This might be different when we talk about other sectors where the end consumer or the end user is not that sensitive. Uh, but in my company, it, it always starts with the end consumer and uh, hazards that they can they can face by consuming our products and all the other things like uh, engineering topics or IT or um, HR department are following these rules and build their environment around this um, around these core requirements of food safety. Yeah, which which sounds. Like and so you have an overall process where all processes are together in one one place, or how do you have the overview? It makes sense of what you said, but I, I imagine uh, if I would draw this down in a in a flow diagram, it would look probably quite huge. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, so it, when we, when we talk about uh, uh, foods and uh, quality management in in food, that you have. Uh, a risk analysis tool uh, in which you need to, to to describe all of your processes. And uh, some companies are making their life very easy and it is a one, pa a one paper sheet, one sheet of paper. Uh, but in, in my company, for example, we have 30 
different flow diagrams in Microsoft Visio, which are explaining only the core process of making the product. And it's not involved how we decide which kind of software we use or how we find new stuff, etc. So it is very, very detailed in each process. What do we do to come to the right conclusion? But yeah. the processes are always designed like this. You have an input, you have a desired output, and you have something in between. And you need to describe it as good as possible. And we are using tools like uh, Process Turtle or the Ishikawa diagram or things like that to visualize our process steps. Okay. Mm -hmm. And how do you bring then certain other departments like IT in, in this process as well so that they have also their stake on it and can also support this video diagram you made there and then the things which actually happened on the floor? Yes. Um, so when I help other parts of the company, other departments to design a process, I need to involve them from the beginning. So I do not uh, draw a picture of an ideal process by myself and try to implement it. I always need their support. Yeah. And therefore, I involve them as soon as possible. I also try to find out where, where there are connections, where there might be conflicts, and uh, always highlight that the biggest goal is the food safety or the, the quality, uh, basically. And uh, I'm more a moderator and help others design the process. So makes definitely sense i'm also a big fan of like bringing uh, different stakeholders on one table and let them discuss it out and like let them have all uh, they're saying so i'm but i'm wondering like if we're going uh, in the direction of digitalization how, how do you handle this because so is the it department or the automotive or automation guy from the from the production always in the meetings on a table uh, like at the table and have his saying or how do you make sure that you get the full potential out of their department um i think that's two two topics you talked about digitalization and you talked about the the best performance of, of the, the manufacturing the yeah 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 I was wondering if, if it's kind of similar to that. But let's start with digitalization. Because for me, is digitalization and probably all automation in, in the industry standard kind of a similar thing because it should help to make the process easier, to make the process faster, and so on. So it has more an supportive rule role of the process. So let's let's mm. You can choose if you want to go in digitalization uh, route or if you want to go in an automation production route. Um, yeah, I need to see how it is in, in, in other fields. If I talk about my company, it is, it is easy because we have a very new facility. It was built in 2016 and uh, fully implemented in 2018. And we are currently implementing our first uh, artificial intelligence project. So we are a little bit uh, yeah, in front of the, the sector compared yeah. with other food uh, in industry uh, companies. Yeah. So there it is relatively easy when we talk about the automation processes. We have an automation department, uh, a special department, which is helping us here. So that is relatively easy. They just need to have to know my requirements and they are um, um, regularly asking for the requirements and yeah. they are building their environment around it. But I think that is not uh, how it is in other factories. Um, I think many of the quality managers there are struggling 
in not having digitalization at all or the core process are getting more and more digital and they need to find their way to uh, keep track with these um, innovations. And that is not, not very good. So I think quality management needs to use this helicopter, uh, um, helicopter view to find possibilities to get more digital. If it is the core process or if it is the quality assurance in getting more information about the performance of processes or uh, error rates, uh, complaints from, from customers, that is not important. But finding possibilities to get more and more digital in easy and small steps, that is where companies should start, where the digitalization is not yet there. Yeah, and I, I must also say one thing you said that's really interesting. You said they ask regularly for your requirements. So they come to you and ask you for them so that they can uh, do their job better. Uh, um, if I'm thinking about it, it would, should be also the same for the IT department, for digitalization, and also for the HR department. Because mm -hmm. if you are on the helicopter field, you have a nice perspective on certain things which these departments have stakes on it. So it mm. would also make sense for them as also us also regularly for your requirements for them so do so that they uh, that you can help them to improve certain things which is which they have a stake on so would you agree with me on that or yes yes i would uh, of course now it sounded a bit like a quality first in every case in any case that, that of course it's not is not the case you have legal requirements and quality is is uh one level below legal requirements. For example, if we say we need to have um, a full record of the movement of our employees inside of the factory to have the best quality, this is getting into conflict with uh, data protection or data security. Yeah. And therefore, the law is always above quality. And also, yeah. um, personal health and safety is, for me, above quality. And therefore, yeah. it is. it can be... Uh, Uh, or sometimes it's necessary to find a compromise where we get a step or where we step back from quality and fulfill other requirements because they are of a higher interest for the whole company. Yeah, and it's probably also your your job to have this in mind and to have a feeling of it when you need to check uh, legal stuff again to be sure that you are on a safe side. Yes. Uh, you, you, a usual quality manager, if there is no quality, if there is no head of quality, maybe you cannot expect it to 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 100% from this person because it has, uh, uh, or this person has uh, isolated interest in quality. And in those cases, the managing director of the company needs to have this, uh, this moderation because they, it is then a smaller company and they have the full insight of everything. But at least the consideration by the quality management needs to be done to know that there are other levels where we maybe have uh, different insights or conflicts or um, challenges, let's say. Yeah, makes sense. And um, I'm, I'm also pretty sure that uh, your work can be the or should be the, the foundation to be more effective, right? It's not it can be if I'm not only focusing on quality, but also on this resources yeah. topic. 
Yeah, but you would probably use kind of the same resources. So if you want to um, improve the quality, you use the the process you 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 took or you understood. But also, mm. if you want to make it more effective, you would also start with the process probably, and then with with your foundation you you guys created there. Yes. Yeah. Cool. So um, so then then this, this supports the, the the theory that like. Uh, Quality management can probably help a lot with digitalization if they're uh, working close together with IT department, with software developers, because uh, you 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 could help each other to fulfill the requirements which are created by the process. Yes. Yeah, amazing. Um, so we talked a lot about how quality management is done. So what do you think? Where it will it be in five years or in 10 years? So um, will be there in development and where it will go? Yes, it depends on the, the field, on the branch, the sector you are talking uh, about. And many things which I now say for five years are currently existing in some, in some companies. So the usual quality management and quality assurance system is designed to have as much control as possible about everything. Okay. You need to control changes. You uh, are sometimes hesitating to do changes because you have not 100% information about the impact. And this is making the, it very uh, inflexible. And if it comes to uh, things like uh, in, including software into uh, hardware, for example, like you have in cars more and more and, and also, also in other fields you need, get rid of the, the, the aspect of having 100% of control. You need to allow other departments more flexibility in order to improve in shorter time, a daily improvement of apps, for example. Yeah. This is not possible if you have the classical quality management where you do not want such kind of things on a daily basis or where you want to have 100% of control before you release something. So this will dramatically change. It is about to be changed, but in some fields like uh, in hospitals, for example, or uh, somewhere else where you need a higher security level, it will take more time. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. So you're definitely right with what you said there. So does control means that uh, you need... Um, you need um how is normally control uh, control be done so is it like uh, they need to have an agreement before they can do the next step or how is controlment done right now by quality management maybe also in a bad part in a bad way yeah the bad way is easy so you have a balance between trust and control it is in leadership the same not only in quality management and uh when you say you give power to other people to have better ideas to have a faster improvement to also allow allowing errors and learn from them this is more trust and less control if you focus on more control and less trust that means that me as quality management uh, i need to have the the full insight i need to understand all processes and i uh, am making decisions which are not my core topics and this is making the system not only inflexible, it is limiting the whole system to the knowledge of quality management. And yeah. this is the worst, the worst case, which I see in many companies. And also it's impossible to know everything. Like it's, it's not possible. You can't know everything. That's 
definitely in a complex environment not possible also yeah and that is the point where i where i stop innovation because i hesitate to take any risk yeah and it's also interesting because um the company i'm working for we develop in a agile way and what you to uh, explain there is the opposite of agi agility like it's the real opposite because mm. agility means you give all the power to your developers and let them decide what's best because they are on the ground as a team they understand what's going on so they are in the best position to make a decision what to do next of course you have some yes. some 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 talking and then do some overall alignment but the whole idea is power to the people which are on the ground because they know best what's going on and if they yeah. missing something out of context then of course it's your job as management to give them the context so that they have all information they need but mm. at the end um, decisions should be made on the ground because they they have the best feeling for what's going on absolutely right uh, what what is is uh, important there is as far as i've understood the the agile approaches is that Of course, they are more flexible, but in some fields, they have an even, uh, let's say, stricter frame or uh, yeah, a clearer framework. And this framework is sometimes missing in quality management. So if we if we say we have rules, how flexible they are, uh, uh, doesn't matter, but you have rules and you can uh, trust that other people are following those rules, then you are getting more in, in this uh, Uh, in what you just have explained, that people inside of the framework are very flexible and you as a quality manager are only helping to support the system as good as possible with the tools that you have. That is how it should be, in my opinion. Yeah. And also, we can we can um, go on with the story. Um, of course, there are certain um, um, frameworks in Agile, like famous as Scrum or Kanban, which mm. is a certain framework, how you work there. But... Um, also, um, if you are a bit more experienced with it, so it makes sense on the beginning to be really strict with the framework and to getting to know the stuff. But in our company, it's we are really flexible, so we are really happy to to um, to um, take this one thing out of Scrum and thing of Kanban and merge it together and don't have any problem with it because um, we know we know where we want to go and we know what's really important on the framework and what's not. And it could be also a definition for the quality manager that you say you create a framework which makes sense in a certain point and the people can can stay in it, but you're also happy with them together to change the framework how it's needed. Yes, there is a, a but. <laughs> Go on with yes, the but. Yes, yeah. it's okay, but don't do it every time. So you need to have some stability because otherwise you are you can hardly define fields where you can improve. If you only have one data set which is reliable and next time you are doing completely different things and you don't know how to relate the past experience from now experience and future experiences. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. I know. What, Changing the fr yeah. framework is fine, but some stability should be there. Yeah, yeah I, I know what you mean, and it's kind of funny because um, it also depends a lot on how much experience you have. Like in the in the agile world, there's something called the Scrum Master, which is there to help you to find a good framework. And um, I remember then, like if you if you found a new team or like you create a new team, it's normal that you have every week on the beginning changes. Um, but 
you are possible to do this because you are experienced as scrum master of uh, like um, what's working and what's not and what's the reason for it. So you don't need to watch it longer. You can make the change right away. So it can happen that you do every week a change uh, because you are fine with the data you created and you know how to put this in context and you know that if you change this, it it overall goes in a better direction. So yeah. I, I would I would agree with you when you said like don't change every everything every day. Um, but feel also comfortable if you have more experience to go on with changes than like to do them faster because as faster you, you make a decision to change something, as better you can as faster you can see an improvement. Yes. Uh, the requirement from quality management would be here that the, the, the change process should be controlled and not controlled uh, like observed, but controlled in you know what you do, who can do the change, who needs to release the change. Uh, before changing, please think about risks and uh, opportunities and how to deal with them and also talk about resources that you might need if a change is going completely wrong. And if you have this under control and you know what you do, I would also be fine in daily changes with daily changes. Yeah, interesting. And also what what came to mind there, I would say uh, it need to be really fixed where to get the resources or where to write it down so that you don't have a hassle of that. So because it would be a huge hassle if you need to write an email to your management and they need to see yes before you can do it. Um, that would be a huge problem in the framework. It should just be there that, okay, you're allowed to do this and then just write it down here. So, and then yes. that, that would be fine. Yes. May I raise a different aspect of the agile approach yeah, and go for it. with quality management? Um, if we talk about completely new products or applications, it is, in my opinion, important that The, the, the customers or the end consumers or the, the users of an app, for example, are can have a minimum stability of the functionality that they want to have. So if, I don't know the English expression for it. In, in Germany, Versuchskaninchen. So if, if, if I am a user and I get a, a product which is completely unusable and I need to wait for three or four different, uh, the new versions until I can use it like I want to use it, that is not very nice. So yeah. it's always a balance about the, the, the usability and the, let's say, acceptable uh, user experience and the, uh, the, the, the yeah, short-term and uh, small-step improvements. Yeah, I, I need to probably clarify this a bit because Agile doesn't mean that you change the products uh, every every day. It mean, like There is a certain fixture, like a most important thing, which was in quality management, the core process, which generates the value. It would be in, in Agile, in the Agile working way, would be the customer meeting, the customer requirements. So... The, the set point there, which is not changeable, is I have customer requirements there. I need to fulfill them, and we probably have the shortest cycle possible to to uh, see the improvements and to discuss them. And uh, the process you you would change is probably then you have two weeks to the next meeting with the customer, and then um, it would be more the way how the developer developer team works together to get the best possible results to be the most productive. So, so it would be more the things under the hood with the requirements that a minimum distance need to be done, and but we try to be faster. Yep. 
Yeah, that sounds that sounds very good. If it always works that way, uh, the the best example I have here is the development of video games. Okay. So when when I think you and me was born, we we were at in the, maybe Nintendo generation, <laughs> where you had the video games on cassettes. That means uh, that means that the the video game was developed for one hundred percent. Any bug that you had could not be repaired in this cassette. So that means the the, the development process and the quality management approach behind that was completely different than it is now. Sometimes I think that that software and video games and online games are uh, implemented too soon, too early. And some of the users are thinking that they are trial persons and yeah. not users of this software. And this is my fear when we um, when we bring this approach to different companies and different kinds of yeah. products and services. I, I understand what you mean, um, okay. especially because um, if you buy this game and you know you need to have free up before it's playable, then something went wrong. And this is more also a business decision. So um, in, in Agile, it would be no surprises. So one of the, one of the core values of Agility is transparency. So it's clear that like, The, it's not the final product. It's it's a journey um, with the, with, um, with the customer, and the customer knows what's planned for the next step in the journey, and also all what's the what the end is. The other thing is, he has the option if he realizes way um, that it has certain wrong direction. He is super free to change direction without any hassle. Change mm. is welcomed in the in the. Also, this is the difference because if, if someone a job to develop a big co uh, software and um, let them go in a in a in a cave for three years to develop it, and he gives out, it would be a bit late to change something if you realize you have some points wrong. But it doesn't yeah. mean you share a, a low quality product. Um, it's something which quality in software perspective would be high and um, um, It should be if this is if this is for for example the highest requirement, then every shipment should have a high, this high quality already there. Otherwise, it's not mm. fulfilling requirements. So say yes, develop for us a software agile, agile way, but we need to have it super stable. There is not one way where it can crash. So this requirement which need to be fulfilled, and doesn't mean that you can't do it in the agile way. That's two things. It yes. makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it, it makes sense. And there, there, there is another, uh, I think, advantage of uh, the, the agile way of doing things is you develop only what the customers are requiring and you do not work on features and, and, and product things, variants, which no one wants to have and no one is buying. Right. And you also start with the highest priorities. So it's also normal that you prioritize features which is needed and starting with the highest priority. So yeah. that you always need sure, make sure that you uh, deliver the, high, the highest, um, highest value for the customer, highest value possible. Mm -hmm. Cool. Mm -hmm. So um, if I would have a young person in front of me, uh, which is fresh out of school and he wants to become a quali quality manager, what would your advice be? Depends on yeah. It, it depends on what kind of school. If we talk about university or a high school or something like that, let's uh, let's go with high school. Let's go more simple. Okay, then uh, not waiting until it's finished. 
uh, starting internships, practical ah, okay. trainings, mm -hmm. some weeks, some months. Uh, that is the best thing you can do because if you later uh, apply for a quality management job and people see that you have a high interest in process development, that you have uh, practical uh, experience in a company, maybe which is related to, to uh, the, the branch that you desire to work in, uh, that is very easy. That is very important. What additionally yeah. can help is, is uh, participating in um, quality management trainings, which you can find online or which you can uh, book as a certified training, uh, digital or in, in presence. That can also be very helpful. Yeah. Or if you are not coming from university or are working in, in, in a practical job in your company and you want to apply for quality management, then you can start thinking about it by uh, showing your bosses that you think in processes and that you want to improve the processes. Yeah, That can be a good thing here. So if I'm finished with school and I did certain practicals, would you advise me to um, starting to study something at university or what would be your advice if I finished my school and I did some practica? Try to start in, in, in quality management or process management as soon as possible. So if you can find a job in, in this field, that is, that is fine. Uh, study something in quality. So going back to university and study something which has to do with quality management. I think it's not necessary. So me, myself, I have not studied in university or high school. I did a practical training as a kind of, uh, yeah, it is called master in English. In English it's, it's, it's the similar word, but it's more practical training in, in Germany. So it's not a university study. And it, It was okay because I had experience in the branch of dairying and uh, this was enough to qualify for quality management because then you only need to learn the quality management and you do not need to learn the products, the processes and the quality management. So you should fulfill one of the factors that are important for your former, uh, for your Uh, future job and your future boss. Yeah, yeah. And to clarify, master doesn't mean there uh, in this context a university degree. It means more like uh, a working certificate. I'm not sure yes, what's the like right. a practical bachelor. Yeah, the pra like yeah, it's it's it has nothing to do with university. It's more an education on the side, which is probably also specific to Germany. German word is Meister. So yeah, cool. So. How do you think about work-life balance? Uh, I, I uh, very often said I'm not a good example and it's the next case. Um, so currently I'm working as uh, head of quality management and I have a, usually, uh, a usual uh, work week. And in parallel, I'm uh, building up my small company uh, also based on quality management. That means I'm working around 70 to 80 hours per week And uh, for me, work-life balance means that I like what I do and I do not think if this is work or if this is life. Um, so I do not look for balance. I want to look for, uh, yeah, that I feel good, that I'm healthy, that I eat the right things, that I have enough sleep, but that is not connected in the 50-50, 50 life, 50 work. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it, balance doesn't need to be 50-50 out of my sense. So it can be also in any any ratio how you like. The only thing is that you you be happy. Yeah. Cool. 
So my second last question for you is, uh, what are your favorite books? Yeah, I have uh, prepared for this question for uh, uh, for this question, and I have three three books. Uh, two of them are available in English, and one is available in German. But I think there is also an an, an English one, but I'm not sure. The first one is uh, the book is called Nine Levels of Value Systems, and this book is about. Uh, um, values, uh, human values, like uh, trust, for example, or innovation, such kind of values. And the nine-level uh, concept is uh, helping making those values transparent and uh, being able to work with them, develop them, not only in an individual way, but also for groups and companies. Cool. Yeah, That's my first uh, favorite book. And who wrote this <laughs> book? Um, Rainer Krumm. Ah, okay. The second one is uh, Never Eat Alone from Keith Ferrazzi. It is, uh, I think it's well known when you uh, ask people for uh, book advice. Yeah. And it is about communication and building a, a network. Uh, there's a lot of work involved in this book, but it is really, really helpful. Yeah. Never eat alone. Yeah. And the last book? And the third one? Yeah, the, the, the third one is what I'm actually reading at the moment. Uh, it is the one million dollar one person business so it's about uh having a business which is only uh built by one person and achieving uh revenue more than one million and the book is talking about how to do it basically using freelancers um but it is uh, it was published one month ago it's really really new it's also reflecting the corona crisis uh yeah my third cool. advice Yeah, that sounds also really interesting. And Florian, my last question for you would be, uh, if you could go back in time to your 18 years, what would be the advice for her, for yourself? Try to find out as early as possible what you like to do in future. Do not only listen to your parents who are telling you just... Uh, <clears throat> Choose your education based on the highest income that you can achieve in your first uh, first job. Focus on what you like to do. If you start with something you do not like to do, try to change it, go somewhere else, be flexible, uh, but follow your desire. Follow what you want to do. That's the most important one. Yeah, makes sense. And would it be a different advice for your 30-year-old self? For whom? For your 30-year-old stuff, like if... You're... Ah, no, that would be a different one because I I uh, yeah had some uh, health problems. I suffered cancer in, in at the age of 29. And I would advise uh, talk with your body <laughs> or listen to what your body is telling you. So it means also like if you have tendencies to listen when you're tired and then really go to sleep or how you just to listen. To, to your self's body. Yes, that, that's one, one thing. Also, uh, what you should eat and uh, how soon you see a doctor. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. So, you mean if you don't feel well, rather see a doctor and not say, okay, I'm, I'm waiting until, until I get better. I don't, need to, I don't need the doctor, right? Correct. Yeah, makes sense. So, um, Even if I know it's not a fun topic, so what was the thing you you had where you said you sh should have seen a doc? Like how did you, how did you realize it, or like how did it show? 
that how did design come up that you should have seen the doctor what was it um so it was uh, indirectly connected with uh, with this cancer topic so my immune system is uh, has been destroyed by the chemotherapy yeah. and it took a very very long time until doctors have recognized why i have sometimes uh, infections in the ear or the eye things where other people say it is usual that people have it sometimes yeah. and i also thought it is usual that that uh, adult people have it sometimes and it the doctors also thought so and this led to the fact that uh, three antibiotics did not work for me and i was not strict enough or direct enough i told the doctor please have a deeper look into and uh, that means that i lived with the this situation for five weeks and after that i needed to have a surgery in my brain because of this antibiotic topics and this was when i needed to ask the doctors a bit earlier to dig into detail and not go home with the usual answers and usual medicine yeah good advice but let's let's finish with some some positive <laughs> notes so if someone <laughs> yes. wants to know more about quality management or learn more about you what how they can contact you how they can uh, follow you yeah best thing is go to my website uh, q-enthusiast.de and there you can uh, can find everything which is connected with me you can find the blog the podcast uh, the linkedin profile uh, and when you want to get in contact with me you can find your desired way to do so amazing so it's sadly only in german now if i remember right so but yes it is but i didn't feel comfortable in publishing english uh english things uh but maybe this podcast will change it could be the start why not so <laughs> and all people which can speak german feel free to follow uh, florian uh how we how we hopefully showed in this podcast quality management is a really interesting topic so and i'm also really glad that you that uh, that you showed us all this information and um helped us to understand i learned a lot on this podcast episode Yeah, thank you for giving me the opportunity. Always welcome and uh, have a good one. See you next time, guys. Bye-bye. Yeah, thanks. Bye.